what happens when a black guy, a white dude, and an Hispanic man happen to be pro wrestling marks? You get debates, roasting, and fun in Jeet Nation's newest podcast, Breaking Ring Rust. And it starts right now. I do. <laughs> more than 20 of these things. Uh, I, I can't believe that this real life. That's just wow. Yeah. You see the videos of her training out with uh training with Quackenbush? Yeah. I love Quack. That's my dude, man. I would have loved to see him with some of these guys. It'd been amazing. I like the spot where she does the uh, goes for the uh, the um, sunset yes, bomb, the sunset and bomb, the uh, the gory bomb out. type thing. Yeah, yeah, and then flips out onto her feet. Mm-hmm. So, and then does the uh, the face down drop kick. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Didn't look good on a guy, but would probably look better on a girl. Well, the thing is, they probably will never let her do it because, you know, she's doing, you know, she's training with quack, she's doing spree boards and stuff. They never let heels do the cool stuff. I don't know. Sometimes they let her do stuff like that because she does, like, insult to injury and stuff like that. Uh, maybe, but when you start getting too many pops and you're supposed to be a heel, they cut that, they cut that out. But rumor is they're talking about turning her face anyway. Yeah, I heard that too, but she, she's she's better as a heel she's over as a heel yeah like it, to me because she's so diminutive let her do all that stuff as part of her as part of like you know i'm better than you are part of the problem with her is that she is so diminutive she would naturally be a baby face but she's so good at playing the heel yeah that you want to cast her as that but she she looks like what she was as a high schooler. She looks like a snotty, you know, cheerleader that everyone's supposed to hate. Except that if you if you know anything about her at, as a high schooler or or seeing the American high school, she actually wasn't a snotty cheerleader. She was actually the well liked cheerleader. Right, but I mean, yeah, we're, we're talking about looks. I mean, she looks that she looks the role. Right. If you were casting Bring It On fifteen, you would cast Alexa Bliss as the snotty cheerleader. Right. Yeah, it's funny because if you Lexi Kaufman the person and Alexa Bliss the character could not be more different. Oh yeah, well that that happens often in wrestling. I mean, uh, well. I, I initially because you get the feeling that Randy Orton the person and well, he's Randy a dick. character yeah. Randy, Randy the person Randy the character they're both dicks right yeah but like something like, uh, like DiBiase like DiBiase even before his conversion he was not he wasn't the character this wasn't who he was but he was so great at being that character right. he believed he was the million dollar man of course, the best example of someone who was their gimmick, Ric Flair. 
Well, Ric Flair, Ric Flair is the gimmick, yeah. Like there's there's, there's no gimmick. That's just Ric Flair. So I, you actually watch Raw? Yes, I did. Did you watch it live or did you watch it um, on like on Hulu after everyone said there was? I, I, I watched on Hulu. You watched on Hulu. Get myself to a three-hour Raw. I don't hate <laughs> myself that much. <laughs> I don't. I don't know anybody that really wants to willingly sit through three hours of Raw. It's hard enough to get through an hour and a half on Hulu sometimes. So, so yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, um, your boys, the Revival, mm-hmm. had their match with Ricochet and Alistair Black. Um, yeah, and I've I've never liked them. I don't dislike the Revival. They're just kind of you know there for me. Um, but because you don't I, like great tag teams, I know. Oh my god! With great tag team wrestling, it, it, no, I love great tag team wrestling, um, and they're a great tag team. They're great tag team wrestlers. Um, Scott Dawson, when he delivered that DDT on Aleister Black, that was gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Like I, Dawson has, like if he had a better look, he could be a singles. He could have a great singles push. He's just unfortunately not that good-looking of a person. Scott Dawson's one of those guys that if you've listened to anyone that's like an expert in the field talk about the way he moves in the ring, he's just one of those guys that just has a, is a natural moving in the ring. Yes, he's he's so fluid. So He, he looks like he was born for it. He's yeah. amazing in the ring. And, you know, and, and here's things they've had. They're the tag team champs. In the past two weeks, they've had great matches on TV. Yes. Like great opposition, but they're losing, and they're the tag team champs. They are losing. They, and, and because it, the losing, at first, I was thinking about it. Like, wow, they've lost twice in a row. They lost last week to Ciampa and Gargano, and then this week they lose to Ricochet and Black. Okay. At first, they lost whatever their heels, but... They're heel champions, so it, they should be going over now. If they cheat, no big deal. They're heel champions. Let them cheat. To, let them cheat to get over. I know you're trying to push your your NXT guys. You're putting them on Raw on SmackDown, and they're having they're working well because they're great workers. They're Johnny Wrestling, <laughs> Ciampa, Black is you know phenomenal. You know how I feel about Ricochet, but. The tag team champions should be going over over guys on their first or second week on the major show where they've been called up for what almost two years now. Right, I had less of an issue with them losing DIY because DIY had been an established tag team. They were the top singles champs in NXT at the time. Right, had history, and it was a back and forth match where. Anybody could win. It wasn't. And DIY was also using their, it was, I didn't, at first I was like, why am I seeing this match? Because it was healed. It's a heel team versus a heel team. Right. So I was like, wow, Vince, really you're booking heel versus heel. So when DIY started using more of their heel tactics, I'm like, okay, so in this match, at least DIY is clearly the heels here. And I didn't mind them going over for the same reasons you said. They were established tag team, you know, Okay, they go over individual, t- you know, CNXT champion and the North American champion at the time. Cool, they go over whatever. Ricochet and Black, f- former 
very recent are those two, the both the, the most recent previous NXT champ and North but American champ, but still they're not an established team yet, like right. you said. You know, they, they just threw them together. together. They shouldn't have they shouldn't be able to beat an established longtime team, especially the tag champs. I mean at best they should have been a DQ, you know, uh count out DQ'd or at least let the heels get the win with heel tactics. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you know, black, you know, goes for the, the, the black mass and, and on, on say Wilder and Dawson runs in, shoves the referee in the way the referee takes the kick. They brawl for a little bit after that right. referee gets up, calls for the bell, you know, right. Yeah. You know, no contest, something, yeah, something I mean, to, to keep the chance credible. Yeah. It's, but that's but this has been a long running thing where the whoever the tag team champions are are fodder for establishing singles guys. Yeah, because we know Ricochet <laughs> Black are not about to be a tag team. Um, that'll right. be a waste of both of their talents. But if you look back at the modern era, the post attitude era, okay. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe I'm about to do this, but I'm going to give Vince Russo a compliment. Okay. Oh, let's mark this down. Okay. February 27th, 2019. JP, everybody, is about to give Vince Russo a compliment. Let's hear it. When, when Russo was the, the booker, for lack of a better term, the writer, I mean. Yeah, the head writer, yes. Yeah. Tag teams were kind of kept separate. From singles, with the exception of when they did the 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 brief angle that was um, the the outlaws transitioning the straps to mankind and Kane, and then going to to Taker and Austin, and then back to mankind and Kane. Now you had HBK and Austin as tag champs. You had, but was right before it. Cause, cause Sean and cause they fought at King each other, King of the Ring, the King of the Ring, because they were John they were tag champs. Sean was the champion, and they wanted. And no, Sean didn't have the belt. Sean given up the belt previous. Yes, that's right. Because he had lost his his smile. Right. Right. That's right. So, um, but but so you had, um, they they beat Brett. They beat uh. Owen and Davey boy. And then after that, you had uh, Austin and Dude Love. And right. Then, but then after that, it went to um, like Headbangers and tag teams after that. Headbangers, Godwins, Legion of Doom, and then mm-hmm. it was the New Age Outlaws. Right. So, and that kind of started that revolution. So... And they threw in the you know Foley and Funk, you know, right. they threw together in there. Right, but they held the belts for a day. Yeah, and they almost did it. Right. So you have, but that was what kind of started. Was, like, even though I love watching Sean super kick him, I was watching it as a fan. I'm like, okay, this is this is Austin and, and HBK again. Just not as good. Right. So. Which, by the way, I don't know why uh, Austin, like in interviews, is always so down on that match. That match won match of the year in PWI. 
What, him and HBK? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I don't understand it. Went back. It didn't win match of the year, but it was one of the top matches of the year. Yeah, it was up there. It was it was right. an excellent match. And and Michaels is competing when he's hurt. Yes. And, like, I thoroughly enjoyed that match. So, like, I don't know why Austin's so down on that match. I don't know. Maybe his brain's rattled. Maybe because he, he wanted to have – he wanted that match to be the for 18 – I mean, for 14. But, I mean, Sean was so hurt at 14. Like, the fact that he was out there is, is a minor miracle, you know. You know, I know Austin really wanted them to have that barn burner, that you know, you know, top level match at WrestleMania, but it unfortunately didn't happen. But it's not like he didn't get that match. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't made the worth nothing. Well, now they've actually got some decent tag teams. They've got some great tag teams between the the couple shows and the Usos, and they could actually. Uh, do something with both tag team divisions, and uh, they're not. Yeah, which which doesn't make sense. Like, I, understandably, you know, the New Day is not in the tag team scene with, um, you know, with with uh, who knows whether we're going to get a legit Kofi pusher or not. Um, I'm hoping for that, but the tag team scene right now is full of talent and. There is no sense of direction right now. Well, even if they push Kofi, they can still have uh, Biggie and Xavier go as a tag team, which I think they should. Yeah. I, I don't that you don't want to waste their talent by having them just sit on the sidelines or you know be Kofi's you know managers. Well, also, I mean, although I've always thought if they were going to push one of the the new day it should be Big E though. I'm okay. I'm okay with him or Kofi. Obviously, you can't push Xavier as champion. Um, no one would believe that. But Kofi's more over with in, in a lot of ways. More over with the crowd. He's been around longer. Um, he's had so many distinguished. You know, he's had so many great moments over the years, and also since. You know, he had the, they were starting to do that push that Orton pretty much squashed. Everyone's like, okay, well, Kofi should have been at least had a title shot, you know, years ago. So compared to Big E, who's never really had any moments where people were saying, hey, okay, Big E really deserves, you know, a title shot. He, he had a great match with, you know, so and so. And we really think he should be the guy. I think he has it in him, but he doesn't have the track record that Kofi does. No, I agree. It's just like, it's just to me, if you look at the overall package of the two, like Kofi, Kofi is the, the most athletic between the two of them. Oh yeah. If you look at like, but at the same time, Biggie's not just a big guy. He is extremely athletic for someone his size. Oh, yeah. He's very athletic. He just doesn't have the flash that Kofi right. does. Kofi has the aerial. He's got the kicks. Big E's but a more big traditional e's a huge personality. Model. Oh, yeah. They let it show, and they let him get over the way he did in NXT, which has been said about I don't know how many people. Yeah. But you 
let him get over and you let him be that monster, which he legit could be, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, and the guy is so incredibly powerful and fast. Uh, Yeah. And I mean, he's strong, he's fast, he's incredibly, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Agile. Yes, agile. Yes, he's very agile for a guy his size. So if you let him go out there and, you know, you gave him a push, then he could certainly, um, I think he could definitely get over, you know. I agree. If you, but we're talking about Vince taking the reins off of him, um, and honestly, I think his best push would be for against someone like Brock. Like if they let him and Brock have a a, a wrestling match where they went out there and did a whole bunch of grappling, a whole bunch of groundwork, and you know threw in some of the you know forearms and pounding on each other they would tear the house down. And that would really help Big E get over as a legitimate contender for a major championship. Well, he's one of the guys who can legitimately throw Brock around. Exactly. So, uh, and and can legitimately throw Brock around whether Brock wanted to be thrown around or not. Yes, because when other guys have done it, it, it doesn't suspend my belief. It's like... There's no way this guy's doing this unless Brock lets him. Biggie, the, well, well, since Angle anyway. Angle's Angle's the only one we've seen right. that we where it was no doubt that if Angle wanted it to happen, it was going to happen, and Brock wasn't going to be able to stop him. But he's the only one, really. Right. So he, I mean, at the same time, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I. I, I, I I don't know. I mean, just because of his size difference, I kind of believe Braun could throw him around. Braun, like Braun yeah. Because Braun's got pounds on him. Braun's yeah. so big, yeah. Yeah, Braun's got 100 pounds on him and a, a good six inches on him, so he, you know. Yeah, he's just so massive. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is believable, too. Yeah. No, no one else in the roster you look at and say, this guy can legitimately just throw Brock around. It's Big E and Braun. That, I, 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 even, I, even when uh, Roman Reigns was suplexed, I'm like, dude, that's not believable. Yeah. But, um, and of course, the big news from Raw was Roman's back. He's yes. in remission. Although this was really short. Fast. In my <laughs> well, opinion. okay. I, four months. Well, okay. Well, at first, it, it didn't seem like it had been four months. It felt like it had been 60 days for me. I was like, this sounds like this is really fast. Then I thought about it. I'm like, wait, he did announce it in October. So, okay. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a third of a year. And most chemo runs are at least 30 days, if not a little bit longer. So, But he didn't look like he had been through chemo. He didn't like he'd been through chemo, but I believe. But from what I hear, he was. He, he didn't uh, look like he lost any hair. He didn't look like he lost weight. No, he looks. A, he looks like he's lost a good ten, five to ten pounds. But that much loss isn't. That's not much for somebody his size. It's not going to look that noticeable. Uh, but he definitely. He, he's definitely a little thinner. Uh, I, 
my thing is everyone was saying people I not everyone, but a lot of people were saying, Oh, this is a work, you know knowing knowing as much as I know about Joe, especially before he was anybody and this leukemia battle, I definitely don't believe it's a work. I do believe Vince will will use it to make money. Uh, but I definitely don't believe it's a work. It was really quick. And the only thing that really is like, like what treatment did he get? I'm not doubting he got treatment, but I was wondering what treatment he got was the fact that he shot uh, Shaws and Hobbs with Dwayne while he was out. So the timetable was definitely fast. Yeah. Um, And he shot a movie while he was out. And he shot a movie while he was gone. Now, how much he actually did physically, who knows? Um, but, you know, hey, he's in remission. I'm happy for him. Um, and But the thing is now, what what do you do with him? Because now the man has come back from his second bout with leukemia. And, you know, he's not allowed to boo the man now. <laughs> he's like him or not like him. You can't boo. Like, how do you boo a guy if you legitimately don't like him? That's you know, beat cancer twice. Like, like, come on. Uh, unless it does come out that this was all work. I just, I, I'm just saying, yeah. No, I'm not, I, I'm right. I, I understand because I'm not saying I, I think it is. I'm just saying because like it, when you add up the short timing, he comes back, he still looks great. He's got all this hair. He's, you know, still muscular. He's, you know, he, he, you know, if he come, you know, he shot a movie while he's gone. If it ever came out, that maybe it wasn't a hundred percent true. Maybe they exaggerated it. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it past Vince McMahon, right? But if, if that I ever think, came, I don't out, think Joe would do it. He's the one I don't think would do that. Right. If that ever came out, then. That would so it'll piss a lot of fans off, right? That would hurt WWE, but it would destroy his. But his career record. would be done. Yeah, like he would. He would. No one would ever cheer for him ever. Also, what do you do with him as a character now? Because you bring him back, it's just a short time before WrestleMania. Yeah, and Seth's already booked against Brock. Right. He is, from all reports, leaving shortly. Right. And if you notice they didn't help him after they after they came down and did the save, they didn't even acknowledge Dean laying in the ring. It's only like they picked him up and did the shield thing with him. They left right. him lying there. But they didn't save him at the same time. No, that was a save. It was a save, because I mean they, they came out. He was getting beat down. They came out. They they cleared house, and they ignored yeah. him. But if they hadn't done that, he'd have been getting beaten worse. Right. I mean, it's a save. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. But you know, they they didn't acknowledge him, which was interesting. So I was like, okay, well, I figured they were going to pick him up, do the whole shield thing, and I was like, okay, well, maybe these rumors of uh, of Dean leaving may not be as factual. You know, we know he didn't resign his contract, but maybe he may not be leaving. Maybe he's negotiating. Who knows? You know. Um, so if, uh, so if, but I mean, what do you do with him at 
WrestleMania. In fact, you know, WrestleMania, you know, it, it's funny because last year at WrestleMania, it seems like by like January last year, every dirt sheet and site had like every match already laid out. This year, it's pretty up like, in the air. Yeah, this year they're like, um, Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah. Beth and Brock. Yeah. Well, you and, know, I, I, I give credit to Vince. And, and, been... and, and Triple H and Batista because, I mean. Be- because, and only just because Batista's wearing that stupid blue nose ring. Which is like, you know, uh, my friend Matt put it the best. By the way, shout out to, to, to Matt down at Fort Bragg. Um, area not actually at fort bragg um but uh anyway he uh he said you know they they kept everyone around at raw uh just with the promise of a celebration for flair just to turn it into an angle for a match that nobody wants yes nobody wants to see this i was not looking forward to seeing batista um Hey, his latest runs have been horrible. He's been a shell of himself. The man wants to be an actor. He thinks he's got well. That's a, that's another part. Of well, I mean, here's the thing: I don't mind him as an actor. Like I, I, I like him in the Guardians movies. Well, we'll we'll talk about that. But the man, no one wants to see this match. No one cares if he Triple H has never beaten him. And then and then to do it on to to try to get Triple H's attention you know, by attacking Flair or whatever, dragging him out. And then you stare at the camera, trying trying to be this tough and intense and intimidating guy, and all anybody can see is this stupid blue nose ring you have on. Like, you can, you completely ruin your tough guy image when you're wearing a nose ring that looks like you got it from, like, icing or, or Claire's at your local mall. I was thinking Hot Topic. Or hot top, whatever. It looks like you went to a teeny bopper store and got a blue nose ring. But here's my thing. Here's what I kept thinking. I was like, didn't he have like an entire feud with Shawn Michaels back in, gosh, what was it, 08? Oh, so, yeah, 07, 08, something like that, yeah. Because Michaels retired Flair. Right. And Michaels was being selfish by doing that. And he right. went to stand up for Flair. Now he's and, and and he loved and and and, and, and admired and, Flair, and Flair this and Flair that, yeah. But now he's the one who's using Flair to send a message, right? By beating up the man who's now seventy years old, right? You know, we're gonna KFA beat him up at his seventieth birthday. I so. mean, like, why are you bringing Bautista back? The last time you brought him back, it was horrible. Yeah, I mean, people were just like. What? I like mean, no, no, no one was asking for another revolution reunion. It just didn't. I mean, did you ever see his MMA fight? Oh, it was so bad. Yeah, I mean, okay, he's fighting a guy who who had already had a losing record. Yes, you know, he barely and, beat the guy. Right, and and the guy was like as wide as you and me put together. Okay, and there's tomatoes coming out of the guy as the guy's like walking to the ring. And the guy blew up like 
two but, minutes into the first round. But the guy all but like Batista like trips over his own feet and the guy falls on top of him and almost wins. And the only reason the guy lost is because the guy had absolutely no cardio and ran yeah, out of breath. Yeah, he he yeah, he was blown up two minutes into the fight and somehow made it to what the second round before he no, finally no, lost. No, this is the first round. And, oh, it was the first round. But and, yeah, and Big Dave just kind of like rolled over on top of him and and kept pounded him. The referee yeah. stopped the fight. Yeah, and that was his only MMA fight. But I mean, literally, they give him a, a, a they give him a tomato can. That, I mean, I thought he had I thought he had like three fights. No, but then they, but, and then this guy just, I mean. Well, Dave can't fight. It's just what it is. I mean, like. This was a fight that like, even like Bellator wouldn't have put on back in the day. No, they wouldn't have. No, 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 they would not have. Bellator wouldn't have put this on back in the pre Scott Coker days, you know. Yeah, this is like this is, you know, Born Rebney was looking at this going, That's crap. Yep, <laughs> that was a bad fight, man. Like Herschel Walker's fight was better than that. I was about to mention, well, Herschel had a couple of fights, but I was about to say, yes. Herschel was taken on more. And, and Herschel crap. beat the crap out of that 20 year old kid, too. Beat yeah. him down. I, I remember when her, I think it was Herschel's second fight, uh, you know, and watching it with my buddy Tom and you know, he had, he got like back mount on this guy and he's just like pounding on him. And he's like, and my friend Tom goes, the tomatoes are already coming out of him. Well, you know, no one asked to see Batista. Um, I, I don't, another one-off of Batista is, it's not a draw in my opinion. You know, it's, it's not going to make it any more money. I don't know anybody that's going to say, that's not already a wrestling fan that's going to say, hey, that's the guy from Guardians. I'm going to buy, I'm going to pay $9.99 for the network or I'm going to buy this pay-per-view because I want to see him have a match against that guy who was really, really bad in Blade Trinity. Like, Well, I mean, here's the thing. They're marketing it all wrong. I mean, I get that they're timing it with the next uh, Avengers movie coming out. But? But. He's supposed to be a good guy in those movies, you know, and, and I guess theoretically he's going to be brought back to life in that movie. But yeah, let me say he, he, you know, he he's dusting those right now, right? But we don't really believe that him and Black Panther and Spider Man and everybody are going to stay dead. Well, no. So, I mean, I get that they're timing it. But anybody that's anybody that's read the Infinity Gauntlet should know that, right? So. You're not going to, but you, but you also know if you are a comic book fan, you can't hold true to the comics and the movies either. So. Oh my God! No, I mean the the story would be completely different. So, anyway, you have to, um, you have to, uh, like, it, 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 why are you going to sit there and go, "Hey, this guy, he's he's the funny hero," and and in Guardians and in Avengers that's coming out. But look at him be a bastard in this. Right. You know? It, it'd, be, it'd be one thing if if he was coming back as the face right. and they were hyping up him as... The pro- part of the problem is they just know him as Drax when he's Drax the Destroyer. So 
if they hyped up that and that he came and saved Nate from any heel, pick a heel, doesn't matter. Um, some heel comes out and Triple H has this thing where he can't stick up for Flair because, you know, he's a CEO and, you know, he or he's still recovering from his crown royal crown jewel match or whatever. And <laughs> no, and he's he, that recovers from the crown royal matches. <laughs> he's probably recovered for a couple. Of, oh, no, he's straight. He's straight out. He doesn't do, do the drinking. Um, but if he was you know, still recovering or some reason that he can't compete in the match. So as a surprise, Hunter tells us he who's bad mouthing Flair on his 70th birthday celebration, someone who can defend Flair's honor like he did 11 years ago against my buddy, Shawn Michaels, Dave Batista and better known to you as Drax destroyer from Avengers. Then he comes out and, you know, confronts the heel and you have yourself a WrestleMania match. But no, they decided to let Dave come into the building wearing a blue nose ring and be the heel when you're trying to use his good guy movie at extra promotion. It just, is that a stuffed animal next to you? Because that looks like a stuffed animal. Yes. Yes, that's the stuffed animal. Is that Bulbasaur? Yeah, that's my daughter's Bulbasaur. That Bulbasaur is quite large. Yeah, my mom got it for her. She left it out here. And it was next to you just in cuddling position? Just No, it happened to be there because she was out cuddling with me earlier. Uh (laughs) I think you like to cuddle Bulbasaur. It's okay. Well, this one actually is pretty. Looks cuddly. soft and fluffy. He looks soft and cuddly. Yeah, it's from Build a Bear. Build a Bear does a licensed Pokemon of Build a Bear now. Yeah. Would that cost your mom like eight hundred dollars? Um, it wasn't cheap. I know that, but I also bought <laughs> yeah. her Eevee and uh, Pikachu. Wow. My daughter is obsessed with Pokemon, so. Ah, wow, I'm sure she's looking for Detective Pikachu. Podcast entertaining for you. Uh, right? uh, 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 I'm scared now. I'm scared now. Uh, JT just left, and I'm scared of what he's going to bring out here. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't believe you're wearing a Pikachu hat. You you look like Pippi Long Pikachu right now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Oh, Lord, have mercy. On that note, let's talk Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryan at Fastlane for the wooden matchstick WWE title. Um, The Smokey the Bear title is what I call it. Well, obviously, you know, we never had our belt episode. Right, because somebody named Ray never shows up. Right. Um, Now, uh, why are you rubbing Pikachu on your head? Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to get it straight because so, I want you to be able to look at the head straight on. You know? no, it's not it's not straight. Um, nothing about this is straight. Um, anyway. <laughs> oh my god. So, uh, obviously, if we'd had our belt episode, we would have just thrown out the pole and declared that new belt the best belt ever. Oh my God, no. That thing is hot garbage. I remember the day after they debuted it, I sent you a picture of it. 
and you sent me back the throwing up emoji. Yes. I, I, oh, that thing just, I looked at it, I'm like, uh, no. Hey, one thing is there was some wood, like, um, like maybe around it, but like, there's just too much, too much wood, too much. I understand heel, but going over the top, I get it. I think it's smart. Um, and I think and it's working because it irritates me and I, and Daniel Bryan irritates me to begin with. So I it applaud works. them. I applaud them because it works. I just hate looking at it. So kudos for it working, but I hate having to be subjected to looking at it. But here's the thing. It works because it's working on you. But at yes. the same time, it makes perfect sense because he is a vegan. He, yeah. So he wouldn't want a leather belt. Yeah. You know, so he is like the anti-exos. So it would make sense that he would have the hemp belt. The, the, the hipster wood, belt, the you know, um, it, you know, so I can, I it actually makes perfect sense to me them doing it. I think it's brilliant. Um, I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm gonna, you know, if WWE.com releases a version of it, then I'm gonna go and order it, you know. <laughs> um, if I ever did, it would be as a gift for you. Um, <laughs> have that up in your office behind you on every broadcast, you know. Just because it was a gift from you, I would actually display it. Yeah, I'd hate it, but I'd display yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, and, and just walk in every day and just be like, I hate JT. <laughs> All right, I come down in the morning, I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, good morning there, JT. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> look at this belt. Why couldn't you have gotten me a Bulbasaur? Yeah, right. I take I take a cuddly Bulbasaur. <laughs> so, so we know Daniel Bryan's going over Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is not winning the title in his first match back from being out for four or five months. I think he left in October as well. Um, so at least four months. But does does this mean that Kofi is going to get his shot at Mania? Well, I mean, Bryan? what I heard originally was that Kofi was slotted at Fastlane. That's what I heard too. So, I mean, and then, but right after Elimination Chamber, I started hearing rumblings, um, rumor and innuendo, if you will, that they mm-hmm. were moving him up to WrestleMania. So, and well, the, the man showed out on SmackDown, the man showed out at Elimination Chamber, and the crowd was completely behind him. Yeah. And I mean, Vince has got to be back there saying, guys, we've got a baby face in our hands. What are we going to do for WrestleMania? Are we going to have him go in fast lane or are we going to have him go for the title of WrestleMania? Well, first, we've got to screw him, though. We've got to make the fans want to see Kofi Kingston win. Um, so I think. Uh, I think, you know, I, I mean, I can definitely see, and that would be a, a great match, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, and, and you know, I've always liked Kofi since he debuted. Yeah. But at the same time, it's how many people are going to go into WrestleMania believing Kofi's going over? No one believed he was going over, going into Elimination Chamber. One, it would have been way too convenient. Because Ali gets hurt, they insert Kofi, 
And then if Kofi wins, it's no one's going to take it seriously because it means putting the title on the black guy because it's Black History Month, and they're going to take it off of him in 20 days or 30 days. So I, I think that if he gets a shot at Mania, which I think he will, then they may actually be listening to the fans and say, all right, right now they're really behind Kofi. Let's see if this is just a, a one-off thing as we insert him into the match, or let's see if this is actually sustainable. The reaction they got on SmackDown when they subbed Kevin Owens in says, hey, this may be a sustainable you know, push for Kofi. We may need to push him because the fans are behind him. You know, they're chanting 11 years. They want to see Kofi get his due. So, you know. Kofi's already had a due. He's had the same due for 11 years. That's true. Um, I definitely didn't think he would go into uh, Elimination Chamber win. But if they book him for WrestleMania, I do think he has a much higher shot at coming out as a champion than he would have challenging for the title at Fastlane. Just because of the it ups the drama and they can see, hey, this guy's this guy's got the crowd right now. And no other face right now really has the crowd on SmackDown more than he does. Um, I think... Uh, Unless you're Becky Lynch. Becky, at this point, is pretty much the most over person in the company. Yeah, but it's starting to, like... It's starting to... not. I'm going to say wane, but it's starting to plateau. Like, she's not losing people, but she's not gaining more fans right now either, and that's not her fault because... Of you know working around the whole injury thing and and then the forcing the stone cold things you know her getting arrested and it's it's, it's too much Austin McMahon thrown in there um, they're them having her do really really bad stunners at house shows like it's it's starting people are starting to be like okay you know I, I dig her and what she was doing was original now you're making it too much like something I've already seen. Now, at the same time, the crowd at Elimination Chamber went completely nuts when she went in and just went nuts on Charlotte. And yes. then and then was like, here, Rhonda, you take your shot. And then just went nuts on Rhonda and busted Rhonda open. Well, most of them are sick of seeing Charlotte. So... You know they're gonna they're gonna pop for anybody going off on her right now, um, and honestly, I think the fans are tired of hearing about Ronda rumors about Ronda leaving that they don't care if she gets beat up. Like, so, do you think Ronda's gonna leave or not? I don't even care. Like, I love I I like Ronda. I don't think she should got the you be established. I don't think she should got the title so soon. Um, I thought a proper bill would have her actually competing for her first title at this WrestleMania. Okay. I agree. I think, and I think I, I think I might have said this on an earlier episode or maybe just between the two of us. I thought that, um, at SummerSlam, Alexa should have screwed her out of her title shot. Exactly. Got, gotten disqualified, gotten counted out. Nikki mm-hmm. shouldn't interfered. Somebody else, whoever, should have interfered, cost the title, you know. And then she said, 
hey, when we signed that contract that said it was your only title shot, you know. Right. I outsmarted you, Ronda, you know. And then Ronda has to win the Royal Rumble to get the title shot. Exactly. And then she finally um and then she finally uh you know earns her shot and then between January and April, you know, Alexa's taunting her, blah blah right. blah, running from her combination of the two, and then finally gets her come up at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It's pretty and you you crown you crown Ronda the champion. She is she would be super over right. as 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 a face, and you you have you have her go out there. They have a good match, and even if it wasn't Bliss, even if it was Nia or someone else having the belt because of you know Bliss's injury and stuff, you know you just build it. So well, also, she wouldn't. Have, well, the only reason that it wouldn't have Bliss was injured was because she was working return matches with Ronda and Ronda. Right. So right, yeah. If 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 they just done the one match at SummerSlam and it's a screw job, she doesn't get hurt, right? Right. So, I mean, and, and it makes sense to keep the belt on Bliss because then it gives something for Ronda to chase. Yes, and and Alexa is that. It's it's, and it's a more believable match because right. Her and her someone dropping Nia Jax was the most ludicrous thing I've ever seen in my life. Huh. Because her Samoan dropping Nia Jax was the most ludicrous thing I've ever seen. Uh, Ronda doing that? Yeah. Okay. Um, the there have been a lot of ludicrous things I've seen in Ronda matches. Yes, like I, selling for the Bellas, but that's another story. Well, well, that match with Nikki Bella was one of the worst matches I've ever seen in my life. Yes. And I've been a wrestling fan for almost 40 years. Yeah. That was and a I that was a travesty. That match was just was so like, bad because Ron you've got Ronda main eventing a pay-per-view. And it is not the it's it, it, she's not ready to carry a main event. And Nikki Bella is not the one to guide her. And then you've got Nikki Brie. can't guide. Nikki can't call a match to a wet paper bag. And then you got Bree contributing to the match. Match mode. And it was just it, one of the worst things I've ever seen, and not just in wrestling. You, you know, know you, it, you know that clip. Um, uh, where Cornette is talking about those backyard wrestlers who um, got hit with the car. Uh huh. You ever see that? Yeah. Yeah, that was. Who are you talking to? Of course, I have. Okay. Well, okay. That was better than Ronda and Nikki Bella. I would rather watch that match again. Well, at least that was shorter. And it had a car. Yeah. And a guy got hit with a car. Yeah. <laughs> And and so and, and that's something that you should that you should sell, you know. Yeah. Ronda selling for Nikki Bella shouldn't shouldn't happen. I mean, the only way Ronda's matches aren't bad is if they're short. But yeah, she's 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 uh 
she's female Goldberg right now. It should be short, right. sweet, and dominant. Right. Because she is a legit right. fighter. If she keeps the match short, you're putting her in there with top female talent. It diminishes those talents. Well, unfortunately, they don't have enough females in the roster to have scrubs to to run through. Right. But if you're if you're meaning, I mean, the best longer match she had was probably with Nia. Yes. So. Uh, yes, but here's the thing. The thing, the thing with how they've been booking her, she's had too many pinfall wins. She should be submitting everybody. I've only seen her have one pinball win, and that was over Sasha. She had the one over Sasha. She had, I'm trying to remember now. It pissed me off because she had a couple. Um, but she should be. And that match with Sasha was awful. That was god awful. They both, they, they, they have no chemistry. Their timing was horrific. It was, it was bad. It was bad. Everyone predicting that was going to be Ronda's best match ever, and that match was awful. I didn't think it was going to be her best match ever. I thought, I thought she and Sasha would actually work well together. I did not foresee that being that bad. I just think they don't have chemistry. They just couldn't. Um, I think Sasha was trying to lead her too much. Ronda to be, being too green. Um, they could probably could have let it try to flow a little bit more naturally. But also their styles clash too much. It just, to me, because most of the women wrestlers are not submission experts with the exception of Oscar they should have had Rhonda capitalizing the fact that she's a submission specialist she's a ground specialist she should have been hip tossing her her butt off arm barring her butt off you know just going through her body's arms because even though Becky's finisher is a, is a is a submission she's not a submission wrestler you know, she just happens to have a submission as a finish. You have her chain wrestle, submission wrestle the crap out of everybody, make it look like it's not that she's so much, it's she's just better because she's, you know, a real athlete until they find a way, like when the Bella's double teamed her and attacked her. Okay, you softened her up, and now people are able to work more with her because now she's been softened up and she can't press the advantage anymore. Something to make it believable. Here's the thing that didn't, that I didn't buy about the Sasha match was, okay, when, when she had the match with Alexa and she, the rematch with Alexa and she actually sold. Right. Made sense because of was interference. Alexa used, showed she was using her smarts. Right. Plus Alexa is a former athlete and fitness competitor. And so you could buy, maybe she could do some stuff, doing some things, you know. Heel tactics allow you to do. Adding adding all that stuff together, right? Yes. Then you put her in there with Naya, and Naya's a tank. Yes. You know. Yeah, she she sold more for Nikki than she did for Naya. I'm like, what in the world am I looking at? Because if you're going to sell for someone, you sell for the woman who's two and a half times your size. Well, I'm saying is she had two matches with Nia, and both those matches I could buy Nia doing stuff to her. Oh, yeah. But the person she seemed to sell the most for was Sasha, okay? You see this straw right here? Mm-hmm. There you have Sasha's physique right there, okay? She's got a little more curvature in the back, but that's about it. It's, okay. pretty, it's pretty thin. She's pretty... As far as physique wise, she's thin. 
she's the smallest girl Rhonda's fault. Okay. Yeah. She's the most slender girl Rhonda's fault. Rhonda. Okay. Rhonda is not fat by any means, but she is stoutly built muscle-wise. Yeah. Especially compared to Sasha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, she, I mean, she, she fought at 135 pounds, but before that was 145 pounds. So, mm. you know, she's at least 150, 155 pounds. She's probably 145 now, but she, she's stouter. Yeah. Compared to, especially. Well, I mean, she was cutting weight to make 145. So, she, she, she seems to be cutting that much. But she, um, because I've heard her talk about cutting weight to make one. Oh, no, no, she was, but I don't think she was cutting a whole lot. Right. So let's say she's 150. Yeah, I was about to say 150 right. is probably a very safe right. number. You know, Sasha probably legitimately is not much over 100. No, yeah. Maybe, one, maybe 110 pushing yeah. it. Rhonda should have been ragdolling her all over the place. Oh, yeah. She should have been throwing her around, but instead, she got dominated a lot in the match. And this is the one girl she should have just gone in and snapped like a twig. You know, this is because I really, just looking at, believability wise and people who can fight wise and stuff like that. You know, if I look at Ruby Riot or Sasha Banks and go, well, who has a better shot at having a competitive match with Ron Rousey? Right. Yeah. You look at, you look at, you look at Riot's fray, you look at her physique. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right because if anything, she surprises Sasha because you don't want to undermine Sasha, who's a former champion, um, as someone that you could just steamroll. She surprises Sasha. Sasha's not prepared for the arm bars or whatever, and she taps her out. And, you know, Ronda gets this surprise, impressive victory over Sasha Banks. But, you know, but you look at everybody else. You look at, right, you look at, no, actually, Liv Morgan, it wouldn't be believable against either. Um, right. But yeah. you look at someone like a Sarah Logan, you know, Ruby Riot, Bailey, much thicker, more powerful women, bigger women. That Sarah Logan, man, she's she's a she's a hoss and a half. Yeah, yeah. I dig it. Good Viking chick. <laughs> no, 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 no. Before I say this, please, please know I'm not saying that Sarah Logan's a man. Or that she's transgender or anything like that, but I bet she pees standing up. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe she's had a, a few too many mugs of mead. Maybe. Yeah. She's a, she's a pretty woman. I I, I I like Sarah Logan. Her husband's a lucky man. Especially she's more over than he is, and probably ever will be. What what is with what is with the the, the women in in WWE of late marrying the fat guys? I don't know, but you know it's like hey, well, I guess you know I guess we should, we should have stayed the business because <laughs> you got because you got her and Roe. yeah, and and then you got Nikki Cross and uh, Killian, yeah, Killian Dane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's an even more drastic difference. 
Oh my god, yeah. She's tiny compared to him. Yeah. At least Sarah's a you know a bigger woman. She got some yeah. large, you know, Nikki Cross is just yeah. teeny. Yeah. But hey, she's crazy. Hey, it fits, you know. Yeah. Crazy girl likes a big dude. Yeah. But also I I heard they've been together for a hot minute. Like they've been together for a while. Yeah. But she's more over than he will ever be, too. You know. Yeah. They're also married guys that they are more over than. Yeah. They get significantly well, more I mean, time. people that they're more over than. I mean, uh, Alexa and Buddy. Well, she's with Buddy. Okay, let's talk about Buddy Murphy real quick. Okay. Well, I didn't even know they were together. So that seems to me. But. Yeah, engaged. Okay. They're I like Buddy. I, I, I really enjoy Buddy Murphy's work. Yeah. But is it is is it just me? Or is the fact that he doesn't look believable with the cruiserweight title, especially because he's like monstrous compared to the heavyweight champion and Daniel Bryan? I mean, I've never seen beside Daniel Bryan. I think he looks monstrous compared to some of the other cruiserweights. But at the same time, having seen him against some other people in NXT, he's not that big of a guy. I've seen him next to a lot, of, a lot of the cruiserweight guys, and a lot just and just guys that Daniel Bryan has wrestled with. And I look at him, and I look at Daniel Bryan. I'm like, Buddy Murphy is a lot bigger than you, dude. Like, but Daniel Bryan's a small guy, though. Yeah, I mean, I know. I mean, yeah, he's he's small. He's a whole five nine. I think maybe five eight. You know, I think his hair makes him gives him another inch. Uh, All right, but Buddy just looks way too big. Because Daniel Bryan's champion Styles, and I, I know personally how small AJ Styles is. Yeah, you know, yeah, you, know, you, know you know, Cedric Cedric Alexander is a good five nine, maybe five ten. Buddy looks like he's Buddy looks like he's is there any six one to the rumor that Cedric Alexander is your illegitimate son? Um, I'm a little too old to be Cedric's son. <laughs> I mean, to be to be Cedric's father. Um, but if he was my son, I'd be a very proud man because uh, that boy can work. But um, I'm a bit too young to be his father. But if he wants to claim me, I'm with it. Just just wanted to check, you know, rumor and innuendo being what it is. <laughs> Speaking of rumor and innuendo. What? Who else do you think goes to AEW since they have been collecting names? Well, uh, very possibly Dean. That is a strong possibility. Uh, he could, he could know, use some reinvention of himself. I, I guess that would be Johnny Moxley if he did. Yeah, Johnny Moxley would be making a return. Um, but if he goes, does that mean Sammy Callahan's coming? I hope not. I think Sammy Callahan's a piece of crap. Uh, yeah, I, I don't enjoy him either. I mean, not n- n- not necessarily for his in-ring work, but I think he's... Personally, I know what you meant, yeah. I think he's a detriment to the business because he's not careful. Well, he bashed, what's his name, with the baseball bat. Right. In that extremely unsafe spot. Right. Like yeah, he's 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 loose in the ring. He's he's definitely someone who plays plays a little too loose, in my opinion. Yeah, right. And that's what 
that's what I I, I don't like people who are uh, who are are dangerous in the ring. That's one, that's why I said during the mainland class why I don't like Io Shirai is because she's too loose in the ring. You know, anyone who does the spot she does without, uh, you know, blindly and hitting people the way she does is dangerous. And if she has not hurt herself or someone else, she's lucky, you know. Yeah. And so uh, it's... Well, she's... I don't know how much you've seen her in NXT, but she has really toned a whole... fixed a whole lot of that. I don't doubt it because she probably started spotting a lot of that stuff off and they said, you know, you can either stop doing that or you can go back to Japan. And I realized too, that it's a completely different world. Uh, you know, again, I was talking mm-hmm. to my, my friend Matt uh, and we were talking about how uh, Masawa and Takata just used to just absolutely kill each other. Oh yeah. You know, and then you think about how Masawa died was off of a simple back suplex mm-hmm. you know but i mean they used to hit each other with uh, you know burning hammer and mm-hmm. tiger driver 91 and stuff like that those are crazy moves Bow, yeah you know? bouncing each other's skulls off the mat right and you know there are a lot of things and and, and you know i brought up in our group chat with ray the other day you know if kenny omega ever came to wwe as unlikely as it is what's he going to use as a finisher because you know they're not going to let him use the one wing angle a- angel right. Right. Um, you know, he might get away with pulling it off in NXT a few times. But, you know, maybe on NXT house show. <laughs> well, but, you know what? I, I, where did I see a pile driver? Well, they let um they let Adam Cole do the Canadian Destroyer on on his Canadian Destroyer on Ricochet. Which I was shocked of like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's a no no in the WWE. Did he do the Panama, what do you call it, version of it? Mm-hmm. Where he jumped off the rope. We jumped, so yeah, second rope. And yeah. then he, he did the ricochet at uh, uh, TakeOver. I've seen all the TakeOvers. How did I miss that? I'll find the clip for you. But yeah, he, he hit him yeah. with it. And I was like, wow, I can't believe they let Adam Cole hit that. In the WWE. Hmm. Unless they, he, they taught the agent Ricochet being Ricochet and, you know. Ricochet, yeah, because he's not human. That dude is. Right. Well, I mean, too, if you're, when you're coming out of the Canadian Destroyer, if you spring off with your hands, you can completely avoid impact. And Ricochet being Ricochet could probably do that pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, you got to think like him or like Van Dam would be able to do that easily, but Van Dam would want to land on his head completely. Yeah, because Van Dam is Van Dam. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, but like at the same time, like I, I just watched a, like a, a compilation video of like probably. 30 or 40 versions of the one wing dingo Jill the other night. And, and I was just like amazed that he's never paralyzed anybody with that. The other day. Oh my moment. God. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, no, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was wrong. He didn't hit it at takeover. He hit it at halftime heat. Okay. That's why I didn't see it. Yeah. He hit it at halftime heat. 
I know that I was like, this was really recent, but yeah, halftime he hit it, and I was. Vince was probably sitting there like, wow, what is that? Hunter, that's a pile driver. You know, anyone not named Undertaker can't hit the pile driver here. Yeah, I, I, I remember when they had a complete pile driver ban, and even Undertaker and Kane couldn't do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you, enough necks get broken. But the, uh, and then the first time we saw one in like a while was WrestleMania 18 when he did it to Flair, you know, and, and then at the same time, like, you know, if Omega came there, I mean, Seth uses his number two move as a setup. Well, you know, like for a while, Seth wasn't allowed to use the curb stop and it's back now. Like right. they seem to be letting some more of the moves we weren't allowed to see, you know, come back, you know, they, they had taken out the shooting star press, you know, for years. And now we're seeing the shooting star press back, like right. the 450s back. There is no way they're going to let that move happen. With the 450? No, the, the, the one-winged angel. Oh, no, yeah, they're not going to let that happen, no. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying some of these other moves that they've banned before – Dave, they've they've allowed to come back. So if no, he was if I, he was at NXT and he hit one, they they may have you know slap him on the wrist, but like okay, don't do it again, right? But at the same time, like I don't think you're ever going to see that. I don't think you're ever going to see the vertebraker. Oh no, no. Which the lump the, the the lumbar check is is crazy enough. Um, I don't know. I mean, the lumbar check you're you're really coming down on the shins. So, but but the timing for that is so it's so precise. You can so easily screw that up. But the uh, I don't know, but the vertebraker was such a cool move, though. It is a cool move, but it's so freaking. I would never take that spot. Someone says they're going to hit you with the vertebraker. I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> not happening. That's one spot I would not take. Remember the uh, when uh, Sugar Shane actually had the vertebraker song? <laughs> how how about him working backstage? What do you think about that? What do you think about Sanjay Dutt and Abyss and Shane all working as you know agents you know for WWE now? Um, I I think Shane can contribute something. You don't think Sanjay Dutt and Abyss can contribute anything? Obviously, they're paying them. They think they can. They, well, they... I mean, they've thought a lot of people could over the years. It didn't pan out. Um, Is that why I they mean, brought Bruce back? I've never been a Sanjay Dutt guy. You know, I mean, I, if here's what I would do with Abyss. I wouldn't put Abyss on the main roster. I'd put Abyss in NXT to strictly work with big guys. Okay. And I'd be like, hey, I, I'm a big guy. You know, here's how you get over as a big guy. Here's how you work as a big guy. Because if you have, because not everybody can work the same way. Right. And you should have specialists for each group. You know, mm-hmm. you should have someone that teaches the women. Okay, here's how you work. 
um, you know, and, and as the, the, the group of women grow and you have different size women and different styles of women, then that should change too. Yeah, that you know, right now, obviously that's a smaller group. Right. Um, but you should say, Hey, you know, Hey, for your little peeps, pip squeaks, like Lear rush, you know, he's working amazing right people. now. Huh? He's working amazing right now. And for you, um, uh, and for you, uh, you know, for you regular size guys, you know, we got mm-hmm. Sean Michaels, you know, right. for you, um, but you know, for you big monsters, we've got Abyss, you know, yep. because if you've got a Sean Michaels trying to teach another Abyss how to work, that ain't gonna work, right? I mean, he can teach them some things. But, like, but you can only teach them so much. They they can't emulate him. They can't right. move like him, you know. And unless you're going to get Big Show to do that, well, you would think that with um, with Kane and Tom Pritchard having their school, like the WWE would say, "Okay, big guys, we're going to send you to learn here." But they're not going to do that because that's not in their own network. True. I mean, that was their whole point for having NXT is so they didn't have to do the outside schools anymore. Right. Yeah, so. I, I, you know, I, I've never been an Abyss fan. Like, I never, I res- like, I respected his work. I thought he was, I thought he was good, you know, for a guy his size. Um, I did love him in the, uh, the Decay stable and when they were especially when they were feuding with the hardys um he he's been he was their guy he'd been around forever you know i still looked at him as discount kane but you know he's he, he was good in the ring and he obviously knows the business i don't think anybody wants him like when they hear owe signs chris whatever his name is um park yeah people wanted to see him in the ring like they wanted to see him one match in him, him or Kane, him and Undertaker. They wanted to see him in the ring. Like no one really cares about him being backstage because if you well, think he can't about, be abyss in WWE though. No. And I don't think if he comes out as Chris Park, and Chris Park, obviously without the mask, is not an intimidating looking guy. He's a goofy looking guy. He, he looks like he looks like Penn from Penn and Teller. He looks like a beat-up version of Penn. Like I said, he's a goofy-looking guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he, I mean, I, don't, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I, I know how you feel about Abyss, but when I first started watching TNA in 2005, 2006, whatever it was, um, whenever it first came on TV and not on pay-per-view every week or whatever. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the character. Um, and, you know, he do the, you know, bomb at night and he mm-hmm. hit the black hole slam and it was a different way to do the, to do the, you know, he'd hit the shock treatment and he'd do right. the slam. And it was a different way to do the boss man slam because he just yes. spin forever and hit, come down and hit it. And oh, it was, it was impressive. Yeah, I liked it. Right. And, you know, I mean, yeah, he was kind of a cross between Mankind and Kane. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's as tall as Kane, but as wide as Mankind. And, 
you know, yeah. teams, but there were some differences, you know, and it wasn't, and, and they fleshed it out and he, you know, actually, they, they took what could have been a throwaway character and could have just been a discount and they fleshed out the end of becoming the TNA champion. Right. You know, and, and actually, you know, stuck around and it could have been something that was, you know, uh, a flash in the pan, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's kind of like, well, it's still, it felt like they forced, they were forcing it so much. Oh, the monster abyss. Like, they and they were they were calling his matches the way they call Kane's matches, consistently referring to Kane as the big red machine. They were consistently referring to Abyss as you know the monster Abyss, the monster Abyss, and they they was like you know, they were trying too hard, and so letting it develop well, a little bit. Well, I mean, well, well, you're, well, you're acting like they were just doing that in his matches. If you look at TNA's announcing, they did that for all of the matches. Yeah, they did that with Jay Lethal too. They was always black machismo, black machismo, black machismo. Well, I mean, all the way back, it was always. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, you had Don West, who was the hype man of all hype men. Yeah, you know. I mean, you had you know. I mean, there wasn't a baseball card that wasn't the ultimate baseball card to have with Don West. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know you had him overselling everything. You know, and it wasn't like Mike today was the professor anymore. Right, that's true. So, it, you know, you you know, if if they were just doing that with Abyss's matches, but you know, you all said the phenomenal AJ Styles. He's yeah. so phenomenal. He's, yeah, you know, you had Captain Charisma, Captain Charisma. Oh God, the Samoan submission machine. You know? yeah. so. You know, it, it, it's not subject to just, you know. And then, and you know, honestly, that that turned me off on so many TNA wrestlers that I had. I liked Joe in Ring of Honor. I liked AJ in Ring of Honor. That totally turned me off on them when they were in TNA. So it's like, dude, this is like, stop! You're forcing it. Like I didn't, right. I didn't want to. I didn't even want to watch. Right, and I, to me, I don't know. Ironically, you know what actually turned me off from TNA, and I and I was there was a point in time where I actually liked TNA better than than WWE. It wasn't, um, it wasn't Jerry or Jeff. No, no, I mean that that almost did it when when Jared just wouldn't drop the belt, and and he would come out and fans would literally can't drop the belt. And 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 that, by the way, is the very definition of go away heat. Yes. Um, which Brian last looked that up. That is what go away heat is. <laughs> um, but you um, uh, but further, like what it was was just like there was a point where, like Angle had all the belts. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And they had really stopped pushing. They were kind of like de-pushing Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, all right, this is getting stupid. They were like, our whole company is Kurt Angle. 
Well, I, I, and even though it wasn't the smartest thing, I understood why they did it. They were putting they they were paying him this money. They were bringing him in. You you got this guy that's an established star that you that you got from WWE. Like it was okay. We to legitimize everything we have to legitimize our entire world title to legitimize our X division title. You know, we've got to put all these belts on this guy. You know, thank you, Eric Bischoff, for explaining 1994. <laughs> well, I mean, that's you know, that's what they felt they had to do. Um, you know, in hindsight, thanks, Eric. It, you know, I think it wasn't the right idea. Um, two belts would have been enough, uh, at least having letting him win the exhibition title and then maybe just like saying, you know what, this is beneath me because he was a heel at the time anyway, and just tossing it, you know, just relinquishing it so that the exhibition guys who were more of the cruiserweights then, because it was kind of confusing what exhibition even really was anymore, let those guys, you know, Kaz and Daniels and all those guys, you know, fight over that title and just let him, you know, focus on being the world champion. Yeah, that was, I don't know. I mean, to me, like, and I, I know a lot of people don't like the X-Division and people will make fun of it and go, I still don't understand what it was about. But well, that's because TNA didn't understand what it was about. But at the same time, to me, that division was more important than the world title a lot of times. Oh, yeah, it's because it's, it's where most of their young talent was. When you had AJ, AJ, Daniels, Joe, and Joe Daniels. in a three-way feud for that title, amazing. And you'd have, um, you'd have Kaz, you'd have Lethal, you had one of my old favorites, and I forget what name he ended up going by. Oh, Michael Bentley, Michael Shane, yeah, Sean's cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had all these guys in the ultimate and prime time. He had prime time Elix Skipper. Yeah. Neo Rush is what happens when you put prime time in their dryer. <laughs> what? How does that happen? Prime time is so much darker than Neo Rush. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you still laughed at it. <laughs> I laughed because it was stupid. <laughs> And, or, and don't forget. It was funny. And then you thought about it and was like, how does that happen? And don't not prime time. Prime time still has one of the dopest moves ever in X Division match when he was the, the flipping walked, the flipping of the burgers and Applebee's. When he walked, when he walked the cage and did that, uh, he ran when he ran on the cage he and did that cage running and, and, and it was like order and, up. That he did that running uh, hurricane runner off the cage. That was that was sick. That was insane. Mm. Now I don't know. I don't know what prime time is doing now, but. He's having a great run at Applebee's in uh, Marietta. Well, people need to stop dissing primetime. Primetime was good in the ring. Not dissing him. I'm just, you said you didn't <laughs> know what he was up to. I don't. I don't know. But stay up primetime. I got love for you, homie. Look him up on LinkedIn. You'll see him right. But you, you think you connected with primetime on LinkedIn? It's on his LinkedIn. Look it up. Okay. I'm not doubting you. Am I, am I searching Elix Skipper? Am I searching primetime? <laughs> Elix Skipper. Well, I'll have to look it up. Um, speaking of what they did, you're doing, going back to your comments about how you enjoy um, Mr. Batista uh, and his blue nose ring, um, 
Didn't say I enjoy his blue nose or him, and I enjoyed him when he blew his drafts. Well, and some you know some people do. I, I personally am not a fan. Uh, I think uh, I don't think Dave can act to save his life. But you know, some well, people, see, I don't think he has to, to act to be Drax. He just goes. You don't. You, you could take an ace. You could take an eight-year-old and put him in a muscle suit and play Drax just as well. Like it's not a hard role. I, I didn't say it was a hard role. I just said I enjoyed him as Drax. Okay. I, I, I didn't say it was a hard role. Okay, well, let me ask you this. And what do you think of his comments about him as an actor? Or oh, you... I think he overvalues himself greatly. Okay, good. Because him and, – and here's the thing, though. People on the interwebs are claiming that he has more range – as an actor compared to someone like Mr. Johnson. Oh, now, crazy. Okay. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad I don't have to count you as one of those crazy people because I have 10. My, my seven-year-old has more range than Batista does. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I've got a list here because we like to do a top 10 list. I've got 10 wrestlers who are better actors than Dave Batista. And this is not in any particular order. These are just 10 guys who have acted in TV or movies better than Dave Bautista. Piper. Terry Funk. Hogan. Austin. Who I think was phenomenal on Nash Pritchard. I don't know why he didn't get more shots on TV. Um, Edge. Especially with his work in the Vikings. I was going to say for his work in Haven, but yeah, that too, or even his little uh, appearance in Highlander, um, Cena, uh, Andre the Giant, Big Show, even HBK. What you mean? What you furrowed your brow? Big Show. I've seen Big Show act, and and that then that really confused me so if you said big show miss better be on there if you gave big show on there no i i saw one of those marines i was terrible terrible big show was was great on saturday night live um he was funny on the uh he was great on the episode of psych that he did um he was great in the small roles captain insano he was well he was terrible in that movie where he was a star of, like big baby thing that was horrible Right, that was what I was talking about. Yeah, that was bad. That was really bad. The other stuff was great. But that big baby thing, whatever, was knuckle, I don't know, knuckleheads or whatever, that was, that was bad. He should never be the star. Um, hey, Vince, I found that mango guy. Can I keep him? <laughs> um, HBK was even better in his Baywatch role than Batista. And, of course, The Rock. Now, Miz, Miz is not a better actor. Miz is getting better as an actor, being that he's making, you know, 15 Marine movies. Um, but Miz is not a better actor. Um, who, else was a, who else is worse than Batista? Because people are like, you just don't like Dave Batista. Like, no, that's not true at all. I like Dave. I met him. He's cool. He just can't act. That's just... uh, now, I'm going to go with Miz being a better actor. And Big Show. I, I I can't I, I I can't give that to, I can't give that to Miz. Not Miz. <laughs> no, it's no. Come on, me. No, I, I wait. wait. I just put Austin and Edge over as actors. You know, I don't even like them at all. So don't don't act like I'm not being objective here. 
Mrs. Breen's crap is crap. Um, now, um, what's her name? Sable, terrible actress, horrible, worse, worse than Dave. Um, Mickey James, Mickey James was horrible on Psych, horrible. Um, China, China, yes, absolutely horrific. Um, who else am I missing? But he, Dave's not the worst, but there's a whole lot better. Triple H. Triple H was worse. Yes, I said Triple H was worse. Triple H was terrible. That that job he did in Blade Trinity, and then I, I didn't even try to watch that bus driver movie crap that the he disciplinarian. did. Disciplinarian. Yes, the the, the the I don't know what it was. It's trash. 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 Yeah, he, Triple H is he can't act save his life. So those are all worse than Dave Batista. But for him to talk about how he's got more range as an actor and he doesn't want to be looked as an action star like The Rock, I'm like, really, bro? Really? That makes, even if you're doing it just to get heat with the fans, that's. So who, so, so who on that list, in your opinion, is the best? That's tough. Um, I would have to say one, you know, I don't like Adam Copeland, but he is a whole lot better than I ever imagined he would be. Um, he's in the top five. Um, Hogan's a lot better than people give him credit for. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. People give him, people, he's better than people give him credit for. He's not top five. Like, he's, be, he's better than people give him credit for. His best movie was No Holds Barred. No, and, Suburban Commander was, was better. Huh? Suburban Commander was better. No. Yeah. Suburban Commander was a better movie than The movie that had power to leave theaters in one weekend. Suburban Commander was a better movie than No Holds Bar. And he acted better in Suburban Commander than No Holds Bar. Um, Now, if you said something like Three Ninjas at whatever, whatever mountain, then I'd have slapped you. You know, that was terrible. Um... You know, you know, and Austin's better than people give her credit for. Oh, I forgot someone else is better than, than Batista. Nash. Nash is a better actor. Um, it's tough because Piper was really underrated. Um, Obviously, you never saw Hell Comes to Frogtown. <clears throat> uh, no, I've heard about that. Um, but I've seen Piper in a bunch of things. Like Piper, P- Piper was better than people give him credit for. Um, I think he, he, there were B movies, but he did all right in some stuff. Like, uh, I forget the, uh, Piper did a movie with Shannon Tweed. This is true. I mean, I will say The Rock because I've seen him do. It's The Rock. He's the, it's, it's the obvious answer. It's the easy answer. It's the obvious answer. I, I think, I think people. It's the correct answer. No, it's, no, 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 it is. I think people sleep on, like, there's a big gap, but I think people exaggerate how wide the gap is because most of Dwayne's roles are very similar. He has had those ones that are, you know, him and, um, him and what's it, uh, the get shorty. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Uh, be cool. Him and be yeah. cool. Yeah. He was great in that. He did roles that were, you know, different from, you know, the, that's my favorite role of his. Oh, it was hilarious. The, and, they, the, and it the, showed his acting chops. The like, music video they did that was an extra on the DVD. Oh, my God. It was so funny. My, I remember I, I, before the music video 
uh, before I saw it, I had heard the song, um, and I found it accidentally. I was trying to find the soundtrack for Starsky and Hutch, and somehow I stumbled on the um, the, the you know what was it? Uh, you ain't woman enough to take. You my ain't woman enough to take my man. Um, and I somehow I stumbled upon this, and I, was, and I said to her, "I said, babe, you've got to hear this song. This is hilarious." He's like, "What? It's, it's the Rocky singing the song." And then she was like, what? What is he singing? And I'm like, it's from the movie. So then we, she saw the movie with me. Um, then she children sing the song. And then I, had the, I bought the DVD, and the DVD had the video as an extra. Uh, right. That video is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually rented the movie just right. because of the role. <laughs> and I knew it was an extra on there. Cause like, I didn't watch get shorty. And oh, you didn't see get shorty. No. And I, and I had no real interest in that. I'm not a Travolta fan. Mm. Um, because I don't like overacting and, yeah. um, see also cage Nicholas. And <laughs> I, um, but face off was amazing. You can't, you can't knock how amazing face off was. Well, face off was amazing just because they got to overact each other. Yes. And that's the only thing amazing about face off. It's face off is wait, wait, wait. John, John Woo's directing wasn't amazing because that, that movie changed a lot of how gun scenes were shot. That, that, that was a game changer. See, because. To, to me, I didn't care about that. To me, it was about like it was like they were trying to one up each other, yes, doing each other, and and that was one of those things where it was. I don't want to say it was so bad; it was good. No, that's a great way to say it, it was so bad it was great. Yeah, because you had you had Travolta caging and you had Cage Travolting. <laughs> yeah. So, for the record, there's only three Nick Cage movies that I will watch. Con Air? Yes. Okay. Face Off? Yes. And I'm going to say... Oh, man. Third one you won't get right away. Crazy Arizona? No. Curry Tess? No. Curry Tess is funny. I, I didn't like it. So... Oh, um, no, um, wait, let me say this. You will, you will not get it off the top of your head. You would really have to think about it and think about my life before you would get the, the third one. Oh, I was going to throw eight millimeter. Snake eyes? No, think about my life, what you know about my life, my personal life. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. Let's think. Like eight people who listen to this podcast are going, we're, we're talking about wrestling. They're talking about Nick Cage movies. <laughs> I was going to uh, No, no, I was going to say it could happen to you, but I don't know any stories about you winning the lottery. Although I have seen that movie twice in the theater, the Dollar Theater, but that was when I was in college and it was across the street. That's a different story. It was cute, though. It was a cute movie. Yeah, but I wouldn't watch it again. And his acting was so bad in that. I mean, it was just... <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was classic Cage. Um, well, I know it's not going in 60 seconds. Oh, God. that's <laughs> I, Now, I watched that movie multiple times only for the cars. And Chai McBride, because I love Chai. But the rest of the movie was... Angelina Jolie was at her ugliest. 
Um, the rest of the cast, Vinnie Jones was just there because he's Vinnie Jones. You had a masterpiece cameo. It was it was really really bad. Now, I like Chai, and and the only time I ever saw Gone Six Seconds was like I woke up one day and it was like on TNT or something. <laughs> and I'm here here and be like, okay, let's go. Yeah, like, that, that, that when they were playing Low Rider, that part was so bad. And I'm oh. just like, no, make it stop. <laughs> no, but the third one, and once I say it, you'll be like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, I was going there. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, he won an Oscar for that one. So. Yeah, that was, yeah. I knew it wasn't no National Treasure. The National Treasure was terrible. I like the concept of National Treasure, National Treasure, but, like, give me a different actor. Yeah. Okay, well, what did you think of The Rock? Okay, him and Connery and and, and the Harris that was good. Okay, throw in the Rock, but like I try to look around. <laughs> you're looking Cage. at Connery and Ed Harris. You're not looking at yeah. Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, and, and I'm kind of the same way in Con Air because, like in Con Air, you've got Malkovich. Yeah, you you you've got Ving um, Rains. Ving Rains. You've got Cusack. Man, Cusack. Yeah, Colmini's great in that. Hmm. You've got like this great supporting cast. Yeah. You know, you've even got Bubba in there. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's just like you have to like tolerate Nick Cage in between there. And like, no, I agree because his voice was so overdone. It was like that fake, uh, how they um, over deepen. Vin, Vin Diesel's voice. They did that with, with Cage's voice. It's like, yo, this is like not believable. Like, it was one of Dave Chappelle's first roles too. But his first role was um, his first yes, movie. One was, of his, one yeah, of his, but his first movie was um, Robin Hood, Prince um, Men in Tights. Right, but this was but like his did, first like big mainstream role, like because like Robin Hood, Men in Tights got no one over. It got Chappelle over for me. Because that was my first time seeing Chappelle on on t on on anything. But not many people saw that movie, though. I saw that in the theaters, man. <laughs> I love that movie. Man. But you're one of few people who saw that movie. That that, that movie is a cult classic. What are you talking about? Compared, compared to how many people saw Con Air? Okay, well, it also wasn't a freaking big budget movie either. That's what I'm know. saying. Hey, it was Kari Ulls and. That's it, too bad. I like pitfall. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Kyle's and Dave Chappelle was great. And plus, you know, following Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and making fun of that—that was—that was wonderful. But 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 you know, see, to me, Con Air was made by the villain. John Malkovich was like so awesome in that. Oh movie. my god! Yeah, Mal- Malkovich was fantastic. Yeah, see, he killed more men than cancer. That was definitely <laughs> made by the villain. Um, and 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 let's not forget Steve Buscemi. Oh, Buscemi's just—he's so talented. Yeah. What's wrong with him? My first thought would be a lot. Well, I'm, I'm glad you didn't say that you liked anything like you know Bangkok Dangerous or um, you know any crap like that or Ghost Rider, which was absolutely. No, and I had actually forgotten about The Rock 
and I would probably watch that, you know, but I mean, that's more for Connery. Like I try to forget that <laughs> like Nick Cage is even in that. The rock was good. Like that was, that's just a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's yeah. I, I still remember the first time I saw that. That was like 1996, 97, something like that. And the rock. My, and, and again, yeah, it was like 96. Yeah, yeah. And that was in my, and again, my friend Matt, bring him up for the third time he was my roommate at the time okay and and he had the videotape of that and we watched it and you know just so many great connery lines in that you know oh yeah connery was great in that what if what if your wife came to you and said honey i want to watch city of angels no <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna happen. I mean, Nicholas Cage as an angel who falls in love with Meg Ryan—that doesn't appeal to you. Come on, what is your heart? I go throw up. (laughs) Well, um, hey, please trust me. By that time, I was so done with Meg Ryan. Like every freaking love movie she was in, I was—I was so done with her. Don't get me wrong; I wasn't done with Meg Ryan at that time because I still saw you got mail. I saw You Got Mail because my mom played it 8,000 times. But, and, I loved, and I loved Tom Hanks, so I was going to give You Got Mail a shot because I loved Tom. But I was, I was completely... Meg Ryan was in every freaking rom-com. Every that single was their time. third movie together. Yeah, they did Sleepless in Seattle, which was great. But mm-hmm. she had done When Harry Met Sally. She had done Sleepless. She had done Sea of Angels. She had done... They weren't in Sleepless in Seattle together. Huh? They weren't in Sleepless in Seattle together. Who wasn't? That, that wasn't Tom Hanks. What? Tom Hanks wasn't in, in When Harry Met Sally. No, I said Sleepless in Seattle. Meg yeah. Ryan was in When Harry Met Sally. Right. I'm saying she was in every rom-com. Right, but I said they did three movies together, and then you said Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, no. I, I, oh, no, I wasn't talking about her and, yeah. I know, her and Hanks did Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. I was talking about just her doing everything. When Harry and Sally doing City of Angels, doing Sleepless, doing you know You've Got Mail. It was a rom com, you know, a or a romantic drama. She was in it. And I was just, I was done. I was done with Meg Ryan. I was like, okay, no more Meg Ryan. Can you find another woman to possibly be the love interest in one of these films? Like, it was just so much Meg Ryan. It was way too much Meg Ryan. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I've always been a Meg Ryan fan, so i am never really got tired of her. But, like, when City of Angels came out, like, that whole I mean, summer, really, I mean, it was, was, like, the summer of City of Angels, and there was so much being played from that soundtrack. Mm. And it was, and people were all talking about it, and I was just like, nah, I mean, I... And it wasn't a rom-com. It was just a straight drama. Yeah. So it was just like, no, um, I I don't want to see that. You know, I would rather, you know, go see, uh, you know, there's something about Mary. Yeah. I was just, I, I was just, I thought of like, I first, I think the first movie I saw her in was DOA. And then... Which was just highly underrated as a film. Mine was probably Top Gun. Well, then 
Okay, no, I'm, you're right. Top Gun first, then DOA. Um, but then she jumped into when Harry met Sally. She, you know, she had Sleepless. She did French Kiss. She did City of Angels. She did What Man Loves a Woman. Um, and the other ones we mentioned, like the 90s was full of Meg Ryan in, in romance movies. It was like, and then she threw in. There was one where she was Albert Einstein's granddaughter. Which one? I forget the name of it. Those one where she was Einstein's granddaughter. I'm trying to think which one. There were so many. There was Prelude to a Kiss. Then she did Courage Under Fire with Denzel because she, you know, out of nowhere, that was like the curveball. Um, oh, you, you, I, I, you're talking about IQ. She did, it was IQ. Right. You forgot, you forgot her first movie with Tom Hanks, though. Well, what, Joe vs. Volcano? Yep. Yeah, I know. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that, that, that one was one of the first videotapes I rented, I think. Oh, it was good. It was Tom Hanks, man. Tom Hanks is, that's, Tom Hanks is that dude. Yeah, but it was like, it, it, it was, it, 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 it it was it was a good movie, but it was also dumb. Well, that's what it was fun. It was it was fun. The eighties, you know, the eighties were full of those. You want to marry her? Yeah. You want to marry him? Yeah. You're married. You're married. <laughs> nice and simple, easy and simple. But yeah, but I mean, come on. By the time you you got mail came out, I was like, uh, overload on Meg Ryan. No, done. Like no more. Please, no more. Well, also, it was good to see Tom Hanks go back to something that wasn't overly dramatic because we had seen Philadelphia, yeah, Forest, Philadelphia, yeah, you know, and all these other things, and it was just like something more know. light. The the time we fell in love with in the eighties that was more lighthearted, right? Um, you know, the the more um, you know, big Turner and Hooch, Turner and Hooch, big type of right. lightheartedness. Yeah, because because the nineties, the eighties were lighthearted for Tom, the Burbs, Joe vs. Volcano, Big, Turner and Hooch, and then the nineties got very serious, pretty much for him until you got mail. Right. He, well, also lest we forget uh, that thing you do. Oh please, I'm I am, I am trying to forget that. That was his directorial debut. Directorial train wreck. I just remember um, 1996, that summer, they hyped during the previews, that movie, like, nonstop. Yes. Like, every movie you went to see, there was a preview for that thing you do. Like, no matter what you went to see, there was a preview for that. Yeah, you go to see an action movie. That thing you do is coming. Right. And I went to see Independence Day, I don't know how many times that summer. I probably saw it four times in theater that summer. That was that was amazing. I I'll be conservative and say I saw it five times, and that's being conservative. And I remember then me and my friend Brian went and saw a preview of that thing you do, and they showed Independence Day afterwards. Okay, 
And, and I was just like, so excited to see it. And like, man, you know, Tom Hanks is going to win an Oscar for this, you know, and then like seeing it and just being like, Oh, this was it. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, cause like if you recall, like, that's 96. Liv Tyler was like the biggest thing in the world at the time. No, that's a little early. No, Liv Tyler was huge at the time. Like she was in the magazine covers. Everybody loved Liv Tyler at the time. She was in there. And so everybody was really because like, yeah. to, to me, I didn't discover Liv Tyler to Armageddon. No, she was because before then I only knew her as, you know, Steve's kid and I hadn't really seen anything of her you know, since the eighties when she was a kid. So like I No, no, no. She she didn't even know she was Steve's kid till the nineties. And that was when she did the Aerosmith video with Alicia Silverstone. I could have swore that was late okay, maybe it was early nineties. Okay. No, it was like mid nineties, like ninety four or something like that. So the, so like right after she did that video, then she started getting other offers. And so she mm-hmm. had done like I want to say Empire Records maybe. Okay. And that was like her debut. And then this, then so she did a movie called Stealing Beauty, which was like an, like an independent film. Mm -hmm. And this was like her bit. And so it was like Empire Records. And then like, this was like her big mainstream debut. But like, she was so pretty. She was Steven's daughter. She had done like this artsy stuff and everything. Mm -hmm. This was like her mainstream thing. And like everyone was talking about her. So this was like a big deal that she was in it. And, um, but I remember just like everybody talking about it summer 96 when this movie was coming out. And then when the fall of 96, when it finally came out, like September, like I think late September is when I saw the preview or something like that. And I was just like, Oh, this movie. And I think I've seen it like maybe once or twice more in the past 20 something years. And that was like, I think it came on HBO once and I watched it. Like, mm. I'll give this another chance. And then I think I saw it on like maybe like FX or something like <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> like 10 years later on an afternoon or something. And like watch maybe like the second half of it or something, you know, and it was just like, you know. but yeah, it, it, uh, yeah. And so like that was, I, I remember that being like one of the big disappointments. So that was a time in my life where I was going to the movies like all of the time, like twice a weekend. Mm-hmm. Like they had opened uh, like the first stadium seating theater in Charlotte nice. and they were having movies at like, you know, you almost midnight me. on Friday and Saturday. And, mm-hmm. you know, I could get out of work and go to movies and stuff like that. And so, uh, you know, that was like a big deal to go there, you know, but yeah, you know, I remember seeing the ghost in the darkness. Boy, was that a crappy movie. <laughs> I fell asleep. I kept falling asleep. Matt kept waking me up. I'm like, dude, get the message. <laughs> I would rather be sleeping than watching this pile of crap. <laughs> Oh, please, the temperature's great here. Let me sleep. <laughs> yeah. I'm comfortable. The chair leans back. The temperature's great. I, I've got this nice soundtrack lulling me to sleep. <laughs> there, there you, you know? go. 
It's perfect. Yeah, it's kind of like WrestleMania last year. Yeah, yeah, that had its uh, its, its dull and uh, and droll points. Yeah, yeah, it's called the main event. Well, but we don't know what the main event's going to be this year, though. Well, according to rumor and innuendo, it's going to be the women's three way. <clears throat> Maybe. It's a strong possibility. You know who it's going to be? It's going to be Roman Reigns versus somebody else. <laughs> That's going to be. <laughs> if you were going to try to put heat on him, that would be doing. Roman well, Reigns well, is now well, headlining well, WrestleMania. Well, I told you why, uh, why WWE did that movie with Scooby Doo, right? Which one? Haven't they done like a bunch? Well, you know why they do movies with Scooby Doo, right? Because they want kids to like it. No, they wanted to have at least one big dog that people cared about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. You do, you do at least have one big dog they care about. Cause <laughs> well, they care about them now, so right. But I mean, it's it's really sad that the. I mean, we've talked about, you know, you and I have talked about pretty much ever since we've known each other. How do you get Roman over? How do you get the crowd to stop hating it? You know, and it turns out the only way apparently to do that is for him to go out with cancer. Right. You know, I mean, you know, and and for all the like, you know, people going like, well, what if it's a work? You know, you can really almost hear Vince going, give him cancer. I love it. They can't boo a man with cancer. At least you shouldn't boo a man with cancer. Right. Well, but, I mean, but if but if they have reason enough to do it, they'll do it anyway. Because they've well, used can they've used cancer in angles before anyway. So, you know, and and um, not, not not deeply, but they've mentioned cancer, and, and Dean just mentioned cancer. Like it's not like it's something that hasn't been talked about. But when you know, so. I mean, but then eventually that bell is going to ring. Yeah. Well, he's not ready. I mean, this, this I, I could tell from the Superman punches and the spear that he's he he, he needs to he needs some warm up matches. He needs to break the uh, he needs to break the ring rust off. Roll credits. Here's what I was hoping. I was hoping maybe while he would go away, he would. You know, as they say, learn a new hold. Yes. Um, maybe switch some things up. Um, or maybe get rid of the things that annoyed people, you know. But what do you do right away? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you want to but the crowd popped and they did it with them, and then that's what Vince wants to see. <clears throat> but you know, yeah, you know, Vince yeah. was back there doing it too. He was happy. He saw it. The crowd went nuts. But how long? And he is someone, so he's supposed to do all that tribal stuff. But how long before that wears off? That's a good question. How long before they go? Okay, it's great. He got over cancer, and then and then they remember why they didn't like him in the first place. 
Well, the the way to make them remember why they didn't like him was because Vince pushed him too much. So Vince pushed him in WrestleMania main event, and all of a sudden, there you go. That's how they build one. Because they, they don't have a reason to right now. They, and anybody, they didn't make it sound like King was coming back and immediately getting pushed as the top guy because he said, hey, I'm back, and I want to perform. He didn't come back and say, I want my belt back. Right, but he was he was somewhat performing and you know having another day. He didn't say come back and say, "Hey, I never lost the universal title and I want it back." Yet he hasn't said that yet. Right, because I'm sure that's what he says after WrestleMania, which he may. And if he does, then that will. That, but if if they keep him away from what would be better, okay, for him as a character is not if he says it, someone else says it for him. Like who? Like Rollins? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, so Rollins beats Brock, and Rollins says, "I'm the Universal Champ, but you never lost this. So come try to see if you can take it from me." Right now, you're following what I'm saying. So, say Rollins beats Brock. Okay. Mm-hmm. He comes out, has a celebratory thing, holds up the belt, rah rah, says mm-hmm. "Boomba, burn it down." So he comes out, gives a heartfelt speech and then says, and then kind of looks sad and says, and this is where, you know, during the highlight video, the sad music hits, you know, mm-hmm. but he says, but you know, it's not right that I'm holding this belt because this really belongs to someone else, you know? And he says, you know, my brother never lost this belt, you know, and I don't feel right holding it because I'm holding a belt. He never lost. And even though I beat Brock Lesnar and I overcame the odds and everything, there's something that just doesn't seem right that he never lost the belt. He had to give it up because of, you know, this disease and everything. And, you know, maybe he even acts like he's just going to give the belt back to Roman. Mm-hmm. And then Roman says, no, I don't want to, I don't want to just be given back the belt because I earned it when I got it, you know? Right. Then you set up match weight. Because so do you build do you build that for you try to build that for SummerSlam or or do you do that in let's see, May? Yes to both. Okay. Because So you have SummerSlam as the return match? Because what you have happen is they they agree to a match at mm-hmm. the next Raw pay per view. Well, wait, they're not having brand exclusive pay-per-views anymore. Right. So they have the match. Which would be No Way Out, I believe. After WrestleMania, right? Backlash, usually. Backlash, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be where maybe it looks like Roman's going to possibly hit the spear. Um, and maybe even it looks like Seth's going to counter it or mm-hmm. something. But it looks like there's a possible end that's going to happen. Out of nowhere, Brock runs in, 
lays them both out. It's a no contest. No contest. Right. So then at the next pay-per-view, you have Brock versus Seth. Seth keeps the belt. And then you don't kind of mention for a while. Mm -hmm. You have some other big nasty heel. Let's just say for sake of... uh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, let's say say McIntyre. Yeah. Okay. They're challenging, or no, because now I want to do something later with McIntyre. So well, let's say Lashley. Let's say Lashley. Yeah. Okay. So Lashley is is going to be occupying uh, Roman mm-hmm. uh, 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 for the next few months. Uh, a combination of, of Corbin and Lashley mm-hmm. are going to be occupying him for the next couple months. All right. So we're going to now have by because here's what happens if Roman comes out shortly after Seth wins at home and says hey Seth I never lost that belt I want it back mm-hmm. Roman can't play genuine Roman can't play victim Roman can't play the nice guy. Whenever Roman tries to do that, he comes off smart. Mm-hmm. Roman does do smart well, but you don't want that for him. Right. So if well, he came out heel, but they won't turn him heel. So right. So if if he did come out and say, "Hey, I want to be," you know, so if he if any way he came out and asked Seth for the belt, he's going to come off like a jerk. Mm-hmm. Especially when his brother just won the title, right? And ask him for the, you know, he's going to come off like a jerk. Yeah. But if Seth's the one who says you deserve this, then he's bringing Roman up. Mm-hmm. And they would, and, and then you, and then you have Roman come out. <clears throat> hey, brother, you won this. You deserved it. You know. You know, I had earned mine. I'll earn another shot at it. You know, give me time. You know, he he does but, the humility thing. But if, but if they agree to it, but, you know, if they agree to it right then, or even if Triple H or Stephanie or Vince, whoever comes out and says, no, no, we're going to make it for the next paper, whatever. Right. They have it. Brock causes a schmoz. And then you get to... You know, uh, now you get to July and, um, you know, say Seth is uh, facing Drew and and now uh, uh, Roman has a three-way against Corbin and Lashley. Okay. All right. And say... Uh, Seth retains against Drew, but uh, then uh, and, and then through you know every miracle in the world, now Roman beats both Baron and Lashley. Right. And now they both come out contender. victorious. Um, and maybe and maybe uh, Seth wins because Lashley and Corbin tried to help. And Roman ran them off and 
now they're at the end of the show and they're looking at each other. Maybe the SummerSlam banner is in the background or something. Right. And now we start teasing that for SummerSlam. And, you know, then the next night, Vince comes out, oh, pals, you know, we had that match at Backlash. And you know what? We never got an end to it. And you know what? I'm thinking SummerSlam <laughs> is the place to do it. And this time, anyone who interferes in this match will be fired. Fired. Yeah. So then you have it. Oh, I would even say that like, or this time, or, or this time, Drew McIntyre. Bobby Lashley, you interfere in this match, you'll never get a shot at the Universal title. Ever. I'll be bringing Jericho for one one minute to go, again. <laughs> oh, another person who might be going to AEW, I could definitely see Ziggler going at some point. Oh, yeah, I could definitely see Dolph going. Dolph does not get the respect he deserves from mm-hmm. the yeah, I could I could definitely see him going or just dying and going to hell. <laughs> oh my god. Well that's the way to end the show. Yeah. Is uh J J T has Because if because if I haven't made it clear on every episode we've ever done, I'm not a Dolph Ziggler fan. And on that note, um, from the well, actually, signed the rumor. If anyone was looking forward to seeing a certain original diva in Allentown on March 10th, she got arrested again. So uh, that uh, that Tammy Sitch final Ferrero tour for like the fourth time that's supposed to happen is on hold apparently since she is currently incarcerated. For wait, I missed that. Hold on, wait, 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 I missed that. You did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, for those for those who don't know, so me, Matt, and Ray, who's absent again tonight. And by the way, we've been absent for a few weeks now because um, I'm a, I have uh, spinal issues, and I was in a, a bad car wreck and totaled my car, and and I've been getting some treatment uh, for my neck, and I've been out of work and stuff. So obviously, I haven't been doing the podcast. Uh, but Matt sent us a group text the other day and said, "Hey." Tammy Sitch is coming to Allentown, where which is the drill area we all live in. Should we go and see her? She's going to be at a, a firehouse, I believe, right? She's going to be at the right. Merchant Square Mall. I thought it was at a firehouse, but he said no. she's going to be coming there. Should we go? I think Ray texted her back, no, and I just texted back, hashtag she pooted. <laughs> that was my only response. But she's gotten arrested again? Again. Okay, tell tell this story. Well, you, okay, well, you know she's been in out um, of jail for the past couple of years. Lots. Yes. Um, she got re- arrested in Lehighton not too terribly long ago, which is like a hop, skip, and jump away from us. Uh, yeah, she was living in Tamaqua area, I think. Um, Say it the right way, Tamaqua. No, I'm not saying it like that. Um, but she was, no, she was she was living up there, and. She got herself uh, arrested twice, and then she got locked up because she, I don't know, didn't pay the fine, didn't show up for court, whatever. She was incarcerated for a while. She got out, I want to say, 60 to 90 days ago. Uh It's been a couple months. And then 
because she, you know, she's always about putting her personal business in the street. Um, she, you know, was sharing to Facebook about how uh, her boyfriend, you know, ended up being a some drug dealer or something like that, and hidden it from her. She it was done. You know, first, you know, first she was saying that she was going to do this farewell tour, and then she was done with the business. She just wanted to live a normal life. She wants to be a wife. She wants to, you know, cook and clean and and you know just. To live a very simple life outside the wrestling business, cool. Nothing wrong with that. Hey, Tammy, it'd probably be a good thing for her. She's been in the wrestling business for, you know, three quarters of her life. You know, fine. That makes sense. You know, she wants a simple life. There's nothing wrong with one that. Uh, then it comes out that the boyfriend is uh, was a drug dealer behind her back. Blah blah blah. Liar. You know, all this type of stuff. So then she's like, I'm back. I'm going to, I'm, I'm taking bookings. I'm not retiring, blah, 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 blah. You know, she goes silent for a couple of weeks. All of a sudden, no, this is retirement. You know, this is going to be retiring. I'm not going to take any more. This is my final tour. Come see the original diva one last time. So she put out this thing on Facebook talking about March 10th in Allentown. Um, I could have swore it was Merchant Square, but I might be wrong, but it's in Allentown. So I posted in a, a couple groups, you know, just to see what the reactions are going to be um, for uh, 29. No, no, you're right. It's a fire company. Um, it's minutes from the Merchants Square Mall. Uh, so for this free admission, March Madness. <coughs> just, just wait, wait. Can I, let me interrupt you. Okay. Yeah. So for those of you not in the Allentown area, there's a place called Merchant Square Mall, which is basically an indoor flea market. Okay? Yes. And uh, the, the pretty much the entire upstairs or, or one half of the upstairs <coughs> is a wrestling uh, museum. Well, uh, not anymore because like, Bud closed down, but it was. Oh, it has closed down. Yeah, Bud shut down in I think a year ago, January last year. Okay, well, I haven't been there in a while, but it used to be like a museum, and then there was like a wrestling store there. Is the store still there? No, Bud closed the store. Oh wow. Yeah, so he, the store's he, gone too. He wasn't getting any business. Oh, yeah. But um, they so they had a store and a uh, and a museum there, and it was a big thing. And it used to be, I didn't realize it closed down. So now, but, but they, it, it was a draw for many years. It was a draw for many years, and you would have, um, like every June there would be a big um, event, and they would have a bunch of wrestlers. Um, you'd have like current indie talent, like a few years ago, uh, a couple years ago, I know it was, uh, 17, I guess it was, I went there and like Thunder Rosa was there mm-hmm. and then there were a bunch of WWE legends, like Peter Santana was there and Nikolai Volkov was there. Nash and, was there, Waldman was and, there. And then of course, there. like, like Tony Schiavone and Jim Cornette were there, Lane yep. Poffo was there. Um, so there were a bunch of people that were there, but then they all through the year, they'd say they'd have, um, you know, Hey, come and the rock and roll express will be here and they'll, you can get pictures and autographs and things like that. <clears throat> so that was, uh, that was always the big deal. And, you know, Hey, we'll have Joey Styles, We'll have mean gene here. We'll have, you know, whoever here. And so that was uh, always a really big deal, but I'm surprised the place closed down. But well, I, but 
but just you know, hey, when your website looks like you did it by yourself in 1991, and you know it's expensive to rent, your the stuff your your stuff is priced really high. You know, you can get it. You can get the stuff cheaper at Amazon or even cheap. But you can get stuff cheaper from the WWE. You know, it's one thing if it's the same price or even maybe a dollar more because you understand that you're a storefront. But when your stuff is much more expensive than you can get anywhere else and you're not trying really to to make it look any better, to, to you know. Yeah. Well, the day that they had that big event that we were just talking about, I remember asking, I wrote in and I said, hey, you know, you said like Cornette autographs were like $20 for the first like for the picture or whatever he signed. Mm-hmm. But there's additional, you know, you can get additional items signed or whatever at, it said like at a discount or something. And then there were other people there and I was like, I, I and said for questions, email this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I emailed him. I said, what is it for, you know, like additional items and to get those signed and, I think it was like how much to get things signed by Tony Schiavone or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, that's correct. $20 for the first autograph and didn't write back about anything. Never answered the question. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so like you can't even like you tell people to write in and ask questions. And then when they do, you don't answer their questions. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you had all those people there and there weren't, like big lines or anything, you know? And, you know, uh, and the funny thing was, was like, I didn't even like for approach Cornette there and like having met Cornette since then, I, I, I have a feeling if I'd been like, Hey, I wrote in and asked, he'd probably been like, Oh, forget him. Here's what, you know? <laughs> no, people, I mean, wrestlers love, Bud. um, the workers love him. I mean, he's a nice guy. Um, He's just he's to me Bud's Bud's a a lifetime mark who ran a shop and not really you know not really a businessman you know um, he he had some really great events I mean the the nineties were great for him um, and the events but even then like he had a partnership with Alpha where he had him and offer were sharing a space where he had the store and the school was in the same building and that didn't work out that dissolved, you know, and the rumor and he went around that, you know, goes different ways. Like he he was a mark with a shop and not really a businessman, Uh, but he's a great guy. I mean, anyone that's met Bud Carson likes the guy. He's just wasn't really a businessman, you know, because it's a shame because, especially because the value was was a hobby, especially in the '90s for for pro wrestling. Like, there's no reason why, and some of the events he would hold and stuff were reasons for that, you know, to to, to keep that excitement for pro wrestling. Uh, so even when Alpha left and when Quackabush came and left, like he was still a big part of keeping that interest. But you know, unfortunately, it's no more. Yeah. So that was that background. March 10th is uh, supposed to be uh, a stop for uh, Sonny. Who, 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 who. Now, 
I understand that if you're a legend, you're in the Hall of Fame, you are banking, you're making money off your past. However, people are coming to see you in the present. So putting a picture from 25 years ago on your flyer for this free admission to this uh, event is not the, the, the wisest thing to do as well. Um, but I don't know how, what Timmy would have made from this. I don't know how much she would have been charging, but for this free admission, because that's admission, obviously not free autographs, she's not going to be able to make that date because uh, she, I want to say two, three days ago, I saw that she was in Jersey and she got lit and she was driving erratically and she got pulled over and she was taken in by the New Jersey State Police. So I've seen, uh, so um, I'm guessing Sonny's um, recovery is not going well then. Apparently not because. You know, she's. I feel bad for you. Know, Which, she, for her own health, I mean, her issues, her main issue has been pancreatitis. Yeah. Which caused by alcoholism. And so yes. the healthiest thing for her, health wise, would be not to drink. To let the alcohol go, yes. Right. Yeah. So she, um, <clears throat> she should probably. Well, I also think I mean, like I also think she doesn't have. Um, I, don't, I don't think she has the best support system around her. Like you know, um, I don't. I just don't think she has the support around her. Or if she does, she's ignoring it. You know, to to, to help help keep her out of trouble. Um, well, so I, I mean, well, article here, said here. she was busted Saturday. Um, and this is her sixth DWI arrest and third within the past 12 months. Well, here's the thing when it comes to recovery, and this is a simple fact when you want to get better, you will. And, and that's, you know, especially with something like alcohol. And I, and I mean, I think there's, there's some stark examples of not. I mean, it's if you're on something like heroin that's, that's like very strongly chemically addictive, right? You know, um, that's that's very very hard chemically to kick. Um, <clears throat> where unless you can get medical treatment, you know, right? Um, but like this is, and I and I speak from you know I've always been very it's open about my experience. drug and alcohol addiction. So I I know with which I speak, but like. She, you know, and she says, you know, from her own thing that her thing has always just been alcohol. Right. So. You know, I have no reason to doubt that either. Right. So if she if it's just alcohol, then, you know, there's help out, you know, and I'm sure as many times as she's gone before judges, there's been help offered to her. Um, I'm sure WB has made help available to her. Because oh, so they paid for her rehab at least once. So, you know, it's one of those things where um, if you want to get better, you will. Um, mm-hmm. And when you are in, in active addiction, uh, 
you can find any excuse to go back out and do the things you do, you know? Um, and sometimes it can be, you know, the, uh, a big thing, like, oh, I found out my boyfriend was secretly a drug dealer and hiding things from me. And sometimes it can be something as little as somebody made me mad at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I mean, the, you know, we, 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 you know, we, you know, somebody used to say, you know, we drink because the Red Sox won, we drink because the Red Sox lost. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's, it's that simple. So, uh, it, and I feel, and I feel for her because I mean, she's, oh, I believe me, I do. Of, yeah, she's gone, people. she's gone through a lot, you know, um, some self inflicted, some not, but she's gone through a lot. And, <laughs> Well, I mean, she's been through a lot. I'm not gonna say I've been through everything. She has. she she lost the love of her life at a very young age. Um, she's made some extremely poor choices, um, career wise, mm-hmm. uh, personal wise. Um, she's um, kind of aired a lot of stuff she probably should not have aired. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Whether it's social media with her book, um, interviews. interviews um, it's to a point where she's made it hard for a lot of people to take her seriously. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that's fair, but between all the things she's aired personally, the porn, the Skype, everything like that, the, the alcohol arrest, everything like that. Um, it's made it hard for people to look at her and take her seriously. And every few months it's, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to have this serious life. And, you know, at, you know, how often has she said, oh, I'm going to have a regular life and I've got this job and I'm going to do this or I'm studying this and I'm going to school for this and I'm going to have this career. And then she's back to, oh, I'm doing wrestling bookings and I'm going to do this. And it's, you know, it's this constant thing. It's a constant and then it cycle. always goes back to, oh, Tammy was arrested again, or Tammy's in trouble for this, or Tammy's disappeared, or Tammy's, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, that, that, there was a, a time in my life where, um, you know, Tammy, uh, you know, Sonny was it for me. You know? oh, she was, she was it. If you, were, if you were a mark in the 90s, she was it. Hey, I had the, the Sonny shirt. You know, uh, big deal when WWF at the time would release the Sunny uh, pictures Deep on AOL pictures. and you could download them. And things and like she that. was most downloaded woman in the world. Right. And so, you you know, to, to me as a young Mark, and I still remember one of the first times I saw her, that was a picture of her in... Um, Smoking Guns? 93, 94 in like PWI or something like that. Okay back when she was in SMW mm-hmm. and, and I was just like, wow, who, who is this? You know, cause they didn't have women that look like that. Yeah, Smoky Mountain didn't. <laughs> Nobody. Well, no, I mean, wrestling as a whole didn't. Yeah. I no, mean, no, no. Yeah. Wrestling as a whole didn't. Right. I mean, we didn't your, have, pretty, your prettiest woman back in the day was Elizabeth. And then after that, you had Sherry and Missy Hyatt. Like right. you didn't have drop dead gorgeous women. Right. But I mean, okay. I mean, you had Elizabeth, but Elizabeth had been gone for a while. You right. Know? But I mean, you still had like Missy around, but compare Missy in 93 to, <sighs> to Tammy. Oh, oh. Compare Missy any times. Ah. Right. So you've got like, I mean, you know, so it was just like, 
wow, who is this? And then when she came to WWE, it was just like, wow. And she was everywhere, you know? Yeah. And to me to this day, why they put, unless it was just like she was having so many issues or maybe Sean didn't want her around after their affair or what, but why they chose to push Sable. that face Sable over her. She had bigger, faker boobies. I mean, and that, I mean, that's just keeping it real. That's, just, that's what she, they were she, pushing. She had bigger, faker boobies, but it was, but she looked like a horse. Okay. And my, my, and my daughter's obsessed with horses. So I know what a horse. Like. <laughs> she had no personality. Oh no. And she didn't want to be in the business. She, she hated the business. Yeah. She hated the business. Sonny. I mean, Sonny she, loves the business. She, she didn't she knows the business. Like, Sonny had personality. She could talk. She Great talker. Yes. And she was beautiful. Yes. So, and she was natural. And, I, and, right. and, that's, and that's something that should not be underestimated. She was a natural beauty. She wasn't shot, shot up full of plastic and silicone. Well, she did have implants. Well, later on, but initially she did. No, she did. She had small ones, but she had implants because she sold them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's but right. she, um, but they weren't big, though. But she, um, and then she had bigger ones, but then, um, but no, if you, but uh, the, um, but h- here was the beauty of Sunny. Your average mark, not even your smart fan. Okay. Cause I, I was a smart fan. I generally like peels, but if you, she could come out with the body Donna's and she could mm-hmm. cut a promo and they could be like, man, I hate her. I want to see her get what's coming to her. And then log on to AOL and, and down. download yeah, you know that takes up. Yes, you know because because your, your your heels were not supposed to be the ones that were generating the type of interaction. Right. So it was. So you know, to me, like, unless it was just that her her behind the scenes issues were too out of control or Sean put pressure on the old man and said, look, you know, I'm done with her. Now she's back with Chris and I, and I don't, and it's uncomfortable. And I don't want her around or whatever, you right. know, unless it was one of those, I just don't know why they went with Sable because. Yeah, it's, that's tough. I don't, I... I think part of it was just the fans wanted just to see more Sable. Like, I don't, I don't understand why. I don't know about that because if you look at whenever Sonny would still, even though they were downplaying Sonny, whenever she would come out for anything, fans would still go nuts for her. Oh yeah. It was like as much as they tried to hold her down, the fans were still crazy about her. Oh yeah, and she wasn't managing anyone. No, she was doing. Um, she was doing uh, what? Uh, ring announcing, hey, ring announcing stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, but whenever she would come out, she was doing backstage interviews and stuff. Right, fans would. I mean, um, look at No Way Out of Texas in '98. '98 was well, she would have been managing the. Uh, um, the Road Warriors at that time. As, uh, she hadn't started managing them yet. Okay. 
because that was at WrestleMania. That was at WrestleMania, right. But she comes out to like announce the light heavyweight match or something. Okay. So then Taco Michinoku versus somebody. Right. And she comes out in the ring and like kind of like trips over the bottom ropes, loses her shoes, and the fans are just still going like nuts over. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's just like smiling at him, and it's just like they're going nuts. And this was supposedly when like Sable's like reaching her apex, and Sonny's going downhill. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I just don't get. And that was when they had already decided they were going to save. Yeah. So I, I like, I'm just like, oh, guys, I don't know. I, I was, I was never a fan of Sable's. I, she was definitely not more attractive than Sunny. Um, I wouldn't say she looked like a horse, but she she has a she has a different look. Her her she's got a very pointy. I can see where you make the the I can see where you make the comparison. She's got pointy, very pointy features. Um, but she she had Sable had nothing on Sunny. I mean, honestly, most of the most demons did not have her total package. Either they were pretty, they couldn't talk. They couldn't talk. They weren't pretty. Now, we'll say this. Sable had some better work done when she came back in 2004. She looked like a completely different woman. Yeah. When she came back in 2004, she actually looked like a woman and not like an equine. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're going to have anybody listening to this going on to their PlayStations or Xboxes and naming their horses Sable on Red Dead Redemption now. <laughs> yeah, Hank, let's bring out the WWF Women's Champion Sable. <laughs> Wilbur. Wow. Well, that is the way we'll end the show there. Um, on you know, very serious note, we, we hope uh, that Tammy gets the help. Um, as you can hear, we were both big fans of hers then, and we are fans of her getting help, recovering, and living. Still, still like going to see her, though, on her, on her farewell tour. Though. No, I wasn't going to go see her on her farewell tour. Um, I don't have anything for even her to sign. Like if I had something for her to sign, I might have gone. Um just because it's a local event and I want to try you to get her sign a whoopee cushion. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh Lord. No, that would have driven the woman to drink. Okay. Uh, <laughs> She was like, some stupid mf asked me to sign a whoopee cushion in Allentown. I tell you. See? <laughs> Terrible. That is this episode of Breaking Ring Rust for you. <laughs> We're almost done with saying. We're almost done with saying. We're also almost done with saying. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and anyone who uh, thinks Sable looks like a horse for listening uh you can find us on twitter at jake nation on facebook at jake nation and of course this podcast on itunes spotify and Castbox. if you search jake nation or search breaking ring rust Castbox, we're getting paid for this now cat cast box oh but Hey, you tell some more people to listen. We might actually start getting paid. They can start running some ads on this drone. But 
that is it for this episode. And until next time, I'm Rocky Mr. Magic. He's JT, your Southern. I'm not gonna call him a gentleman because he's been calling women horses on this episode. But uh, I was just being honest. <laughs> your Southern honest man uh, for this evening, and of course Ray, who apparently is just trying to go through a heel phase by not showing up. And until next time, peace. <laughs>